Today is Thursday of Passion Week. You know, I think about Jesus uh, as he gathers with his disciples to prepare for the Passover and to, en to enjoy uh, that Passover meal uh, together. You know, that the Passover, the whole Passover meal is so symbolic. And there the disciples are, they're eating the Passover meal with the Passover lamb. I think about, you know, John the Baptist, behold the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. And they're eating with that lamb and they're not, they don't even realize it. So when they get done and Jesus goes into the, you know, the upper room discourse. It is there, you know, in the upper room with his disciples that Jesus says, let your hearts not be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. And in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place that where I may be, that you may be also. Could you imagine them sitting there and listening to that? Those words are such a comfort to us. They're a comfort to us in normal day life. And they're especially a comfort to us when we lose someone we love. That we know that, we know that knew Christ. And so we know where they are. They're in that place that he's preparing for us. And then to think after all that, then they make their way to the Garden of Gethsemane, and it's, that's kind of where I want to look at today. It says, Then Jesus went with him to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And talking with him, Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples, and he found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So, you could, not so could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak. And again, for the second time, he went away and he prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, then your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and he prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See that the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Now this is that's found in that's the what I was reading for from was Matthew chapter twenty six, verses thirty six through forty six. And so you see this picture of you know even when they were in Passover meal, I'm sure that they you know it was again it was very symbolic. The Passover meal goes all the way back to that time uh, in Egypt when they painted the blood over the doorposts and they trusted that God would pass over them, that death would pass over their home and not enter their home because they trusted uh, God in his word and that if they applied that blood, that they, would be, they would be safe. And so while it was very symbolic, but I'm sure still yet, you know, while it's very, it was a very solemn kind of occasion, but still yet they're together 
And we know that when we're with people we love and people that we're close with, that we traveled extensively with, even in those solemn times, there's still just a, a brotherhood type of thing going on. And, and then afterwards, you know, as Jesus is talking to them and they probably don't, they don't, well, they obviously don't really get it. They don't really quite understand. Um, you know, they didn't understand the gravity that they were sitting with the Lamb that would take away the sins of the world. He was right there. And I wonder if some of them weren't even lighthearted, maybe cracking a joke here or there. And then they go to this garden, and Jesus is just, I mean, tore up with sorrow. I mean, he is just, his soul is so heavy. He knows what he's about to endure. Can you imagine? Jesus knows what he's about to endure. And all he asks is for his disciples just to stay awake for a little while. Stay awake and watch with me. Be with me. You know, feel this pain that I have that is in my heart. And realize that, you know, my flesh is weak. My spirit is willing, but my flesh is weak. And Jesus, you know, poured drops of blood from his brow. You know, just under such strain. And all he wanted was his disciples, the closest ones. It wasn't all of them. Peter, James, and John, just, just, you guys, you're my closest. Just stay awake and watch with me. Stay awake and while I pray and, and keep watch. And he come back twice and they were sleeping. Can you imagine how that must have felt? But as I was reading this, I realized how many times that I've let him down. How many times that I believe that God wanted me to stay awake, keep my eyes open, be alert, see what's going on before me. But yet I was tired and had things going on. I was preoccupied. And how many times have I fallen asleep when God wanted me to, to be awake? Of course, I mean that symbolically, but I believe you know what I'm getting at. And then it kind of hit me, you know, not only how many times did it hit me, how many times that I've done this. But what also hit me about this was that I'm so thankful that I don't have to rely on Huff. I'm so thankful that I don't rely on a God that has the same effort that Huff gives. I'm so glad that I don't, I don't look to a God that, that is only as strong as me that is only as willing as I am willing. I'm so thankful that I have a God who loves me, who never falls asleep on me, who as many times as I've fallen asleep on him, he's never went to sleep on me. He's never let me down. He's always been there. You know, the, sometimes we go through a, a tough period and we think somehow that God has it in for us, but everything that God does is good. And he's never, ever let me down. And so, I've, you know, I, I, I thought of the scripture um, found in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. It says, Be strong and courageous, and do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord, your God, who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Isn't that beautiful? He will never leave us 
or forsake us. Ever. I just love that. Because he has been faithful. God is faithful. I'm so thankful that I don't have to rely on Peter, James, and John because they're just like Huff. And while they may not have been faithful at this moment in time, I'm so thankful that God doesn't repay us faithfulness for faithfulness when I realize how how much I am lacking. Instead, God is always faithful. And the writer of Hebrews kind of reiterated this. In Hebrews 13, verses 5 through 6, it says, Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? You know, he said that it's easier for the camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter heaven. And the reason that is, isn't because money in itself is evil. It's the love of money. Thing is, is when we have money, then we can depend on ourselves, right? I mean, think about, you know, I have to depend on an employer because I need to work, because I need to be able to pay my bills. And think about how much we'll do for our employer that we'll do for anybody else because, you know, we know we need that. And when we have money... Right? Then we depend on ourselves because we can buy our way out of whatever we need. We can we can provide our own food, we can provide our own shelter, you know, we can provide a lot of things when we have that money. And it's that love of money that, that will drive us to get more, right? Because that independence feels good. And he said, Keep yourself free from the love of money because we have a God that will never leave us nor forsake us. I don't need to be dependent upon money. I don't need to have that that self-independence, if you will. or I guess that's kind of a, a double, right? Self-independence. It's just independence. I, I don't need that independence. I'm dependent upon God because there's no amount of money. There's no amount of money that can buy eternity for my soul. Jesus once asked, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What's a man's soul worth? There is no amount. It's priceless. And so we don't have to we don't have to worry. I have a God that'll never leave me nor forsake me. He'll provide everything that I need. I don't have to worry about that. So therefore I don't have to set my life making sure that I always have money coming in. Now, the Bible does commend us for working hard. But what is working hard versus being fixated? You know, fixated on, on you know, making more. You know, are we content in what we have? Are we able to say, you know what, I have all that I need because I have God. I may not have what my neighbor has, but I have God. And he is always enough. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. I don't ever have to be worried about being heavy in my soul and stressed to the hilt and worrying about my God going to sleep on me when I need him most. Because he's always awake and he's always there. 
And he loves me. And he loves you. Aren't you thankful God is faithful? Aren't you thankful that he cares? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we love you. And Lord, we know that this is the day, Lord, that uh, in Passion Week, that Lord, that you, you ate the Passover meal with your disciples. You comforted them with words that they would need to recall later as things unfolded, telling them let their heart not be troubled, that everything is happening is happening for a reason, and you go to prepare a place. Lord, we're so thankful for those comforting words. And Lord, we know that then you went to the garden. And Lord, I just can't help thinking that that I'm no different than Peter, James, and John. Lord, there's been times that I've let you down. Lord, you never let us down. And God, it's just, Lord, it's just amazing to know that, Lord, how how far we've fallen at times in our lives, but yet we've never fallen beyond your reach and beyond your love. That you've always reached down and picked us up, set us, our feet back on the path. Lord, we are so thankful for that. Lord, I know that, Lord, as we think about Passion Week and what's about ready to unfold and the amount of pain that you're going to experience because of your love for us, Lord, it's hard not to be overwhelmed. So, God, we thank you for your faithfulness. And we ask you, Lord, to help us. Help us to be aware. Help us to stay alert, knowing that the devil's out there prowling like a lion. Lord, help us to, to be aware of our surroundings and help us, Lord, to, to see opportunities to share your love. Lord, we thank you for the love that you have shown us. And we pray this in the name of your beautiful Son, Jesus. Amen.